Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Four Corners Podcast on the Pit Podcast Network. It is December or December Ween or that month at the end of the year, whatever you want to call it, but we're coming right up on Christmas time and feeling holly jolly. Did I'm here with a, Matt and Brad. Did you make a Homestar Runner? I joke? absolutely did. <laughs> That's pretty I amazing. absolutely did. I'm here with Matt and Brad. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. Ho, ho, ho. I, I kind of didn't expect a, a Homestar Runner reference. Now all I can think about is Strong Bad. Oh, it's time for December Ween. The most magical, scary time of the year. Anyway, we're here on the Four Corners Podcast, and since it's just it's that magical time of year, it's the most wonderful time of the year, and we want you guys to share your Christmas thoughts with us. Uh, we want to be able to wish you Merry Christmas back. And the best way we know of to do it is on social media. We'll start at the top and work our way down. So that means, Brad, can they find us on Facebook? Yep, you can find us on Facebook at the Four Corners Podcast. That is the number four corners as one word podcast. All right. So hit us up on there. <clears throat> Post us, private messages, whatever. And then... If you prefer for your Christmas thoughts to be 140 characters or less, where can we do that, Matt? <laughs> that would be on the twitters.com. Uh, we are at Podcast Four Corners. That is the capital P, the number four, Podcast Four Corners. Uh, we would love to hear from you. We would love to, uh, to chat with you, to answer your DMs. Uh, and last episode, I talked about how we had a tweet liked by Satoshi Kojima. We have also been followed by, hold on, let me find it real quick. What? Uh, we've been followed by Matthias Hughes. And if you don't know who he is, he is a uh, great B-movie actor. He played the villain in the the amazing uh, sci-fi classic, I Come in Peace with Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> Matthias Hughes. Uh, is this real life? It's, it's, what? It's, or is this fantasy? Uh, <laughs> yes, he, he has followed us on Twitter, and all of you should be following us on Twitter, because we would love to hear from you. We would love to converse about wrestling and other things. So please follow us on Twitter, uh, uh, at Podcast Four Corners. We... I do like that your header on the Twitter is Satoshi Kojima liked one of our tweets one time. He did. That's factually <laughs> accurate. Can um. <laughs> I want to take a brief second here and just say that, um, speaking of Dolph Lundgren, I'm actually very interested in Creed 2 because of the whole, like, um, I fighting not... Ivan Drago because he killed yeah. his dad. I have not seen that yet, but I am dying to see it. It's gotten good reviews. Wow, there's a... <clears throat> okay, um... <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard good stuff about Creed too. I was looking at our followers on uh, on our Twitter. Um, the other place you can find us, we're on Instagram. We are on the Instagrams, and since you can't sp put spaces in it, it's pretty easy. It is the number four corners podcast. Hit us up. Um, we'd love to hear from you. <clears throat> we uh, we had our very first show posting. It wasn't on that account, but. We had we had someone uh, notable comment on that too, but if you celebrate Christmas or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or I don't, I don't know what 
ever else is happening this time of year in a private fashion. You can email us too, right, Brad? Yep, you can email us at pitpodcast25 <laughs> at gmail.com. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, Christmas is coming. What are we going to do? What am I going to do? I've got a wrestling fan in my life that I haven't figured out a good gift for. Well, I have the answer right here, right now. The answer for you is we are an affiliate with Collar and Elbow. Collar and Elbow wrestling gear for wrestling fans and wrestlers by wrestling fans and wrestlers. It's quality gear. It comes on good, soft material. It's well done. It's tasteful. And if you use the promo code Four Corners Podcast, that's the number four, the word corners, the word podcast, no spaces, you get 10% off your order. You'll get it in time for Christmas. They're going to have a great shirt or overshirt or hoodie or whatever else strikes your fancy. And you know what? It might help us a little bit too. So, collar and elbow, support your local indie wrestler. And maybe your indie podcast, too. And then now, for the big shout-out. The ho-ho-holy biggest shout-out that we might have goes to... Who is it, Matt? That would be Epico Cologne. Yes. Epico, uh, I'm sure, is the Santa of his family. Probably only gives the best gifts. Like I wish, I wish Epico was my uncle because he would probably give the best gifts, and I would just be in awe of everything that he would give me. So maybe he would give me collar and elbow. Uh, oh, here wow. with be that ten percent awesome. code. Yeah, that would be excellent. Okay, so in case you guys haven't figured it out, <clears throat> this isn't necessarily going to be one of our, our standard episodes. Um, we have done some off some non-wrestling topic episodes in the past and that's what we're going to be doing now because well as we said it's just that wonderful time of year and so we're going to uh we're going to talk about some of the stuff that we've seen and um stuff that we've seen that, that pertains to this time of year that stuck with us um some of it would probably be wrestling related but there's going to be a fair amount that's not if I could sing well, I'd belt out a tune right now. But as it stands, just wanna, just wanna get started. And and we're gonna start with, I'm gonna draw a a line between what a special episode of a show is and what a Christmas special is. A Christmas special is a this is a Christmas thing that's happening with this particular property, but a Christmas. An episode of a Christmas show is an ongoing show that is done in uh, that is done with the Christmas uh, Christmas theme in mind. You all know exactly what I'm talking about. If you grew up with any kind of well, really any kind of media, it was going to happen. So, Matt and Brad, tell me um, Christmas episodes of shows you watch. What what jumps out at you? Specific Christmas episodes of shows? Uh, whenever I start talking about this, what 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 comes to mind for you? I can think of numerous Christmas specials, but I can't quite recall actual Christmas episodes of like existing shows. Okay, I have, I have like 
flashes of some in my head, but I don't know what the show was. Like, I know it was a thing at some point, but um, I'm having trouble, like, drawing, like, a TV show that had, like, a Christmas episode. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to lie. I was lying. I will, I will talk about it because it is a movie that is close to my heart, but Mystery Science 3000 and... (laughs) And Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Santa Claus Conquers. How did I know that was going to happen? Wow. That is a pull, but that is fantastic. (laughs) I have not seen that episode in probably over a decade. And now I want to watch. There's nothing I want to watch more right now than that episode. (laughs) And and I did set out, but I I felt like it was a Christmas special because this kind of kicked the series off. But it is still a great one. Is the Simpsons Christmas special from 1989? Okay, what happens in that one? That's where they get like Santa's little helper, and um, like they have the Christmas savings, and Bart gets the tattoo, and they have to spend all the money, and then Homer tries to like make the money being Santa Claus, and <laughs> they go to the dog track and lose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get Santa's little helper. That's also the one where he steals a tree from some house. And like, is that a birdhouse? It's an ornament. Do I smell gunpowder? <laughs> yeah, but that that's well, actually that actually was a big deal at the time. And it kicked off a series that is still going to this day. 30 years later. That's true. Yeah. Um, I was going to go ahead and go to our wheelhouse for a second and mention that a lot, uh, you know, every year what you typically see from from WWE as a Christmas special is usually their tribute to the troop special, uh, uh, which has I can I can think of two instances off the top of my head that um, <clears throat> that, that spring to mind from that uh, one of them. Okay, I can think of three. The first one is probably the least seasonal, but it's JBL getting out of his limo in the uh, the full on environment suit. Mm. Well, they, they I were remember that great. actually. Yeah, and he he was trying to get everyone to chant for him in a whisper, <laughs> which was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, then there was uh, Stone Cold Stun Santa Claus, which. I don't know how that doesn't put you on the naughty list. And then there was Santa Claus stuns Vince because it was stone cold. So I guess he worked his way off the naughty list by contracting out. Uh, you know, so I, I want to make this, uh, I want to make this comment. I, I, they still do tribute to the troops. Um, they actually just announced, uh, I think actually earlier today that they're doing a 2018 version that's airing. Let me look and see, uh, December 4th. So, Mm -hmm. oh wait, that's today. Sorry. I'm sorry. They're, they're airing it December 20th. Oh, uh, on the U on the USA network actually has a special appearance by Jon Stewart who actually has something of a working relationship with the WWE. I think he's yeah. actually supposed to be a fan of the product, actually. Yeah, um, he, he, John Stewart's absolutely a fan. Uh, yeah. So this could be really interesting. Uh, so I actually, 
I unironically un- feel like it's a it's a great thing. Like I I'm very respectful for the military. My my father many years ago was in the military. Like I support the military. I think having any sort of entertainment, uh, going to to military and and putting on a show, entertaining them. They're they're providing like such a service to our country. So I absolutely like love what the WWE has done for that. They've done that for many years. I think this is like this. Is it the sixteenth year or something like that? It's, it's it, about like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they've done that like numerous years, so like all commendations to them. Um, I was actually since it sparked my recollection, I was actually gonna go, I was gonna go back twenty something years. Oh yeah. Does everyone remember the brief appearance of Santa Claus? Santa Claus! <laughs> Who was bankrolled by Ted DiBiase? Bankrolled by Ted DiBiase did did. Bank, uh, so, <laughs> for those who aren't aware, uh, go on YouTube. I think YouTube um, has probably clips of this, but Santa Claus, uh, <laughs> it was uh, Balls Mahoney, a pre ECW Balls Mahoney. Wow. Uh, was uh, basically. Bradley, I think. Was oh, it's Boo Bradley? Boo yeah, Bradley oh, yeah. or Boo Bradley? It's Smoky Mountain, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, for right before he actually participated in ECW, uh, Balls Mahoney uh, <laughs> did a brief like, stint in uh, the WWF as it was back then as Santa Claus, who I can only describe as like an evil Santa Claus. Yep. Uh, bankrolled by Ted DiBiase. And I, I only actually remember him in one match. I don't know if he was actually a thing. No, I think he's just the one match. Yeah. Okay, so I need you gentlemen to Google image search something for this next part Uh oh i need you to google image kane as the christmas creature the christmas creature oh wow oh because you he can does hear have me typing on, on it i i sincerely hope that uh glenn jacobs as mayor of knoxville tennessee or wherever he is is it knoxville yeah Okay, Knoxville, Tennessee. I hope he makes an appearance this year as the Christmas creature. That would be like the most amazing <laughs> so, thing ever. Now, was this Smoky Mountain? No, this looks like Memphis to me. Okay, I couldn't but, remember. So to describe the Christmas creature to you, he's pretty much in bright green with like candy cane arm like sleeves, and then he's covered in tinsel. He has tinsel that. Um... He also has a he has a mask on. The mask um, looks like a full body mask that would have two black spots for eyes, and the the tinsel is wrapped. If you think about where the gold on Ultimo Dragon's mask is, the tinsel's wrapped in that fashion. It goes over the head, down the back of the neck. It forms a goatee. And a mohawk. Goes, yes, yes. It goes from. The shoulder crosses in front of the chest from each shoulder crosses down to the hips and then crosses down again uh, from the hips over the uh, the front of the thighs. Um, and then he has he has red and white striped boots as well. And the tinsel wraps around his knee pads. So <laughs> through fire and brimstone comes the Christmas creature. <laughs> USWA is where it came from. Yeah. And I yep. also I also want to bring this up because it'll pop Matt, but 
I don't remember what happens in the episode other than Kiss Saves Christmas from Family Guy. <laughs> yes, I remember that. It's something about the pterodactyls being sensitive to loud sounds and then playing the guitar to save children or something. I don't... Something like that, yeah. And also, um, it is one of my favorite parts of Futurama is Santa Claus being like a crazed robot that just puts everyone on the naughty list. Mm, yeah. And you also get his offshoots of Quazabot that, and the Hanukkah zombie. That well, at least the first part of it was the plot to Santa Claus the Santa Claus 2. <laughs> uh, I've just uh I've just messaged both of you apparently oh, no. in in a uh, Fire Pro Wrestling yeah, uh, they someone has created a Christmas creature edit. Yes, <laughs> they create a wrestler. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's oh, it, that's true. And this would go in the TV show thing because I did want to remember this. But the Venture Brothers Christmas special is only like ten minutes long, but it's amazing because the Krampus shows up and attacks uh, Doctor Venture. Wow, you know, uh, as a sidebar. Um, I don't know, probably not in your area. I think, uh, I don't, this is something that is done in, uh, in DC. They've done it for like several years now in a row. I was not able to go this year. They just did it this past Saturday, but every year in DC, they have Krampus knot, which is night of Krampus, uh, translated from German. Uh, there's a street here in DC that has a, has like bars, restaurants, places like that. Uh, and they do Night of Krampus every year, and they have basically like people dressed up in uh, Krampus costumes, <laughs> and you—it's kind of like a, almost like a Christmas market type thing. But it's—I've uh, heard it's very fun. I've not had a chance to go. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I bet Columbus, I'm actually look. I bet Columbus has something. Is—is is that is that anything like? Hang on, I'm looking for the name. <laughs> The Pennsylvania Dutch figure, Belschnickel. Belschnickel? Yes, as presented by Dwight Schrute, who plays a game called Impish or Admirable. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite uh, episodes of The Office has Dwight Schrute come in with this Pennsylvania Dutch concept, he claims, as the, the Christmas gift bringer, Belschnickel who cooks Dutch food, plays impish or admirable with people. If you are admirable, he gives you a gift. If you're impish, I think he hits you with something. Um, I haven't watched it yet this year. My my favorite Dwight moment is um, when he comes in dressed as Kerrigan from StarCraft. <laughs> but he can't have the blades because yeah. Toby won't let him wear them in. <laughs> There's a lot of really good... Um, the office Christmas episodes. There's the, the Moroccan Christmas as weird as that was. <laughs> there's the, um, uh, there's the, the, the classy Christmas. And then there is the, the Christmas episode where it's Michael is mad that Phyllis got to be Santa that year. So he tries to be a competing Santa and is awful at it. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good, The Office Christmas episodes. I also think a show that has a prolific uh, string of Christmas episodes is South Park. Oh well, yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh god. Some great holiday classics and, um, 
I saw my wife and I sing the Christmas Critters thing, and it's honestly, it turned, uh, the Christmas Critters special turned um, Hail Satan into a catchphrase in my household. <laughs> there, is a, there is a Christmas episode of South Park that, ha- that lodged one line in my brain that I don't think I'll ever be able to uh, dislodge, and that's, he shocked Santa's balls, <laughs> where it was the Three Kings uh, reference. Santa Claus got shot down over Iraq, and it's the Three Kings interrogation scene. There's, there's gonna have to be a day I think where I'm gonna have to do an episode with you guys or by myself or with my wife of things in my life that South Park has forever ruined. <laughs> and, and one of those things is like um, up on the rooftop, rooftop, click, click, click. All I can think about when I hear that song is Santa and Jesus doing like the karaoke and him being like, there's there's like five million Jesus songs, only like five Santa ones. Yeah. Out jumps good old me. Yes. Yeah. I I find myself doing that sometimes when I sing along with songs. And the the Mr. Garrison, (laughs) Merry, Merry fucking Christmas is one of my favorite like Christmas songs ever. Yeah. That was uh, that was from Mister Hanky's Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. Howdy ho! <laughs> they they this past um, this past the the current season twenty two twenty three I'm not sure which they actually just ousted Mister Hanky for running the Christmas pageant because of things he was saying on Twitter while under the effects of Ambien. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't so. seen the new season yet, unfortunately. It's it's on Hulu. So have they um, have they gone away from like the season long arcs because that's kind of where I started. They're they're not doing they're not doing season long arcs, but they're doing a little bit longer arcs or stuffs tying together. So you, it's not a full arc. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, it's so that. that's yeah it's it, it's fun. I didn't I mean will. to say all that, guys. Just, I got really tired, but I couldn't sleep, so I took an Ambien. <laughs> I will commend them. They've still uh, they still managed to keep topical, like twenty years in. Yeah, yeah. I think their turnaround time from from when they start writing to when they put an episode out is only like a week or something. Yeah, there's yeah, a, can, there's a documentary mm-hmm. about the process. Yeah, so they can do really topical stuff really quickly. Um, and that's that's pretty impressive. Oh, let's see. Um, other episodes of, of shows you've enjoyed. Um, I wanted, I really wanted to uh, to put a Scrubs reference on here, but I can only remember them having one Christmas episode, and I did not enjoy it. Um, what what reference? Scrubs. Oh, Scrubs. Okay. Yes, um, they do the 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 Hollywood lose the faith thing where Turk has a bad Christmas Eve and then he's just ready to, to, to give up on the whole thing. And it's like, come on, man. Ugh. You know, it's, it's like, seriously, some of the, it's, it's really lazy writing. So <clears throat> any other, I, go how ahead. About, um, how about Batman, the animated series? Mm. Christmas oh. episode. That is a fantastic pick. Why I don't, don't 
I don't remember this one. You it's, don't remember this. It's amazing. Joker Brad, you brought it up. Why don't you expand Joker, on it a little Joker bit? Oh, wait. Yes. Yes. You know, we, I actually still feel like that's one of the best animated shows of all time. That's because it is. I remember when I when I was like I'm sorry to cut you off, but I was when I was like uh, late '90s, like this is after the show had already ended, um, before it even came out on DVD, because the entire se- the entire series is out on DVD. Yep. But I actually had VHS like all the episodes. Like, oh I wow! Actually, like like recorded them off TV, and it would just be like a random day, and I would just like throw on a couple episodes of Batman, the animated series and just be like completely enraptured, even though I had seen those episodes probably like 10 times already. Yeah. To to me, the, to me, the biggest rivals to it for best animated series, in my opinion, are pinky in the brain and DuckTales. I was going to put justice league there, but that's not exactly fair. Uh, Justice league's lacking some things to me. (laughs) Like it's still really good, but it's not of the same quality as Batman. Now, as, as far as as far as I think a show that I think was close to being as good but not quite there was SWAT Cats. Oh, that was a good show. SWAT Cats is great. Um, I'm going to throw out another Disney show. Wait, hang on. Before you do, I want to mm-hmm. I want to go back and reference the episode that Brad's talking about. Sure. Because there's a few things in it that are just. Uh, just moments that are amazing. You, you get the episode. The episode gets to start by the Joker singing the song every first grader learns, the Jingle Bells Batman Smells, as he escapes from prison mm-hmm. on a rocket tree. Just, and it it, it makes sense. Like, it... it... <laughs> <Goddamn> ads. <laughs> Yeah, it always and, gets me. And we get to have, um, we get, you know, um, yep, that's it. Yep. You know, it's it's crazy, but as great of a Joker performance as I feel someone uh, like Heath Ledger gave in The Dark Knight, uh, and even I actually enjoy Jack Nil- Jack Nicholson as the Joker in uh, in Batman in like ninety eight. Uh, sorry, ninety eight, like eighty nine. Yeah, eighty eight or eighty nine. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. I almost feel that Mark Hamill as the Joker in all the different various animated versions and in the kind of Arkham games for the video games. He's he might, he might, he might actually be the definitive Joker in my opinion. I think he is for me. Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill are the definitive Batman and Joker. (sighs) That's hard to argue. It's really hard to argue. I'm I'm actually looking up right now. Um, I was completely not aware of this, but apparently Tim Curry was originally offered the role of the animated Joker in the Batman animated series uh, show. And they gave it to Mark Hamill because they felt that Tim Curry's performance was, quote, too scary, end quote. Really? 
You know, That's interesting. I, I would I love to see hear that, that because Tim Curry could be very creepy when he wanted to be. See, I, here, here's why. Here's why Mark Hamill is the best Joker ever because no one else has ever managed to to be able to be funny and menacing at the same time. That and the laugh. Oh, his laugh's amazing. Um. He actually, someone, I saw an interview with him not long ago. Someone asked him his favorite line or his favorite section from the animated series. And it was, it was the Joker's speech from the man that killed Batman. And that speech swings from serious to silly to menacing. And then it ends with, (laughs) whenever they shove the casket into the vat of acid, it ends with the Joker going, ah, well, who wants Chinese? This is, and it's this, yeah, it's it's really good. And therefore, the Christmas episode is Tim Drake. No, it's not. It's not Tim Drake at that point. Um, now this is the this is yeah. It's it, Dick Grayson is trying to get Bruce to watch It's a Wonderful Life, and Bruce will not quit going out on patrol. Because he's like, the Joker's out there somewhere. And he's like, it's Christmas. Can we please? And so they go home finally to watch It's Wonderful Life. And that's how they find out where the Joker is. And the episode's fantastic. I I cannot recommend that enough. That's a great pick, Brad. My, my favorite Joker moment is when um, he's blackmailing that bald guy to do something for him. Oh, Joker's favor? Yeah, and like he gets him in the back alley, he's like freaking out. He's like, "Where's Batman when you need him?" <laughs> and then it's just like a, it's just like a fake one. Yeah, but I I love that show. I think my favorite episode of that entire series is Almost Got Him. Oh, that's a really good. They made a card game out of that, by and, the way. And the best one of that is um. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's Batman being Killer Croc spoilers for a 20-year-old episode. But when he's like, I was in this big quarry, I threw a rock at him. Yep. And then everyone's just quiet. He's like, well, it was a big rock. Yeah. That that line has made it into regular rotation of conversation with my brother. It was a big rock. It, that we will just we'll use that all the time. So. I also loved him on his appearance on Justice League. Oh, well, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, at this point, my least favorite thing I've ever seen Mark Hamill do is, oddly enough, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I also I also love that episode of Justice League because of the creativity of they have the ultra-humanite and Batman just walks up to him and offers him more than Lex Luthor, so he joins the ju- he helps the Justice League. Yeah. Well, Joker gets the great line. He says, that may be true, Lexi. But I know how the bat thinks. And I was just like, oh, that's such a good delivery. I love the one where he's like, like, take on Batman, sure, but the IRS, no, 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 I'm not crazy. Right. <laughs> We're going to end up doing a whole a whole podcast about the Bruce Tim Paul Dini animated stuff. And, and, um, oh, man, that would be amazing. Uh, you, I'm, I'm feeling it. Did you ever watch uh, the Batman... Uh, Beyond Return of the Joker. Yes. Yes. I loved I loved how they played up that whole relationship and like Terry screwed him up because he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm fighting dirty. Oh, yeah. That and you never could get the old man to laugh. That's 
Yeah, that is great. That's yeah, well, of course, yeah, it's 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 great. Of course, it's it's Bruce Tim and Paul Dini. It's going to be great. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, any other special episodes of, of shows come to mind for you, guys? Anything pop up? Mm. Are we going to move on to the classic Christmas special format? I say let's hit the specials. All right. I cannot um, let this go without leading off in what I think is I would I would call one of if not the definitive Christmas specials, and that is a Charlie Brown Christmas. Ah, um, it's you know you watch it and you think about when it was made, and it was still made on a shoestring budget, and it was rushed. And they had kids do the voice acting, so it sounds, it doesn't sound polished, but man, it's got all the heart in all the right places. That's the original animated Peanuts, too, right? Like, that's their first ever. Um, it's either the first or the second. I think it was the second. Because it's either it or the Halloween's the first one. <laughs> um, I do I'm not sure which was the first one, but I, I think I don't think this was the first one because um, there's a story about it. In in if well, if you haven't seen it, in the middle of the uh, the episode, like the whole the whole special hinges around this moment where um, Linus recites a passage from the Book of Luke, and that's that's kind of where like the tone shifts. Like the whole thing hinges in that, and. Charles Schultz would not let them make the episode without that in it. They're like, no, we're going to take that out. And Schultz says, then you're not making it. We're not making it if that's not there. And um, it it really um, brings the whole it brings the whole thing together. Um, it, it the soul of that whole special is right there in that moment, and what happens around it. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I was agree. reading about it. Yeah, it's uh, it. it's it's an absolutely great show. Yeah. Um, uh, personal info that my wife is a huge Charlie Brown fan. Um, and that stems from like when she was like a little kid. Uh, if if traveling back to like uh her parents' house, like her. Her parents have kept like all the as parents do. Uh, they've kept all the kind of things like when she, from when she was like a kid, and there's just so much like peanuts slash like Snoopy memorabilia that she has. Uh, so she absolutely adores like the the Charlie Brown Christmas uh, episode. I'm sure we'll be watching it in the days to come. Uh, for Christmas, uh, it is absolutely classic. It's it, that's a that's a great pick. Um, it is absolutely fantastic. We actually just recently watched because she is such a huge Peanuts fan. We actually watched the uh, the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special, which is actually not as good as this Christmas special, and it's kind of weird. Like, right? Uh, I don't know if you've watched it, but uh, it's actually mostly. Uh, Charlie Brown's friends being kind of dicks to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he, he, he's preparing like a uh, Thanksgiving meal for his friends because he's actually supposed to be going to like his grandmother's house or something like that. 
Um, and the best he can do, because he's like a kid, is make them a meal of like toast and butter and like popcorn. And people like Peppermint Patty are like just jerks to him. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> his like, own dog a was a jerk too, because Snoopy was holding out. He had like a whole turkey yeah. in his doghouse. Yeah. Yeah. And and the whole thing, the the only reason, the reason that that's what it is, is because um, it they invited themselves over and told Charlie Brown that he was going to feed him Thanksgiving dinner. Like they weren't invited. They just showed up and demanded it of him. So, yeah, they were kind of jerks. But yeah, uh, I'm digressing. The Charlie Brown Christmas episode from 1965 is absolutely fantastic. That's a great pick as a, as a classic TV special. Absolutely. What would you guys pick for, uh, for this, uh, format? Can I throw one out there? Yeah, please do. This is probably my go-to. It's a personal favorite. It's one that actually has a lot of sentimental value to me. Um, in my family, uh, this was always uh, a big deal. Um, I have two older siblings, and by older siblings, I mean significantly older. Uh, my parents were basically, they thought they were done having kids by the time I came around. So my siblings are like, no joke, like 20 years older than me. Like that's, wow. it's, it's that huge of a discrepancy, but. Wow. This was this was all. So you was, you have like you have siblings in like their fifties. Uh, yes my my oldest sibling is almost sixty years old. Wow, that's kind of dating myself because I'm in uh, <laughs> I'm kind of up there in age. I'm 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 knocking on the door of a, a certain age bracket. I'm a, I'm <laughs> an only I'm an only child for info. I'm not even particularly close to my siblings, but uh, there there is a there's a wide age gap. So this was a big deal to them as well. I, I'm I'm bringing up this backstory to only point out that in my family it was a big deal to my siblings because they were kind of in that age gap where it started being a big deal. Um, but with TV as it was, uh, they would always play this. I think they still play this today. It's always been a big thing for me. It's kind of a, almost a generational thing because it was popular with my siblings, but it's also popular with me. 1964, stop motion, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, the Rankin-Bass. Rankin-Bass. Classic. Um, at God, 1964. So it's, my God, it's like over... It's all, it's, how, what is, it's over 50 years old. That's... yeah. That's fantastic, but I did. We just watched it yesterday, actually. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't watched it yet. Um, I'm presuming it's actually going to be airing on network TV because I, I think they usually do. Uh, they usually do uh, air it uh, for the Christmas time, but it's fantastic. I still love this dearly in my heart. Like Burl Ives as the voice of uh, the snowman, the narrator. Um, the entire story, uh, Rudolph, the Island of Misfit Toys, uh, Bumble, the Yeti, <laughs> the, the Yeti, not the Yeti. <laughs> yeah, that, it's important <laughs> that, was, that we draw that difference. <laughs> it's not Ron Rice, uh, the Yeti, uh, but the Yeti, Bumble. Uh, Bumble's Bounce, as you know. Uh, I love this show dearly. Like, I, I, 
I wish I actually I, I I'm surprised I don't own it on uh, on DVD or Blu-ray, but this is absolutely one of my favorite Christmas shows. Um, I unironically love it. It's it's an hour long. It's worth every minute of it. So I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's it to me it's like it would always hold a special place in my heart. It's a it's a it's a very good movie. I will say that um, Santa Claus is a jerk face in it. <laughs> a little bit to yeah to the elves yes. Um, it's actually, I think it's, um, it's still a very relevant story. I think that a lot of people should take to heart a little more, mm-hmm. especially in like the current climate of the world. Like, yeah. And, um, I always wanted the, um, cowboy on the ostrich when I was a kid. <laughs> okay. And, um, well, Bumble's bounce, obviously. Yeah. I'm going to tell you there is a, it, this is a fun little aside. There is um, a band that's called Here Come the Mummies that have a song called Secret Santa. They did a music video in the Rankin Bass style. Wow. Yeah. So, um, I, I'll tell you right, go look it up. Uh, it's it's fun to watch. You get appearances by Yukon Cornelius. You get appearances by Herbie the Elf, by Bumble the Yeti. Um, Rudolph is drunk in the corner with a lampshade over his head. Um, you know, it's 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 a fun video to watch, and uh, you know, it, I mean, it it it's done in that style, and you get to see those characters back in this fun music video. I remember distinctly as a child, I mean, we're talking probably the first time I saw this, probably under the age of four, I remember being distinctly terrified of, like, the growling bumble in the snowstorm before you could, like, see him. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember that being terrifying as a child. I, I think that's appropriate um, for the... Uh, uh, for for the way it was done like at a certain age it's going to evoke certain emotions and then once you get older than that it's yeah. going to evoke different ones and i so just want to say too i hate the sequel oh <laughs> i basically pretend that doesn't exist well, there's i two sequels there's um there's the one i'm talking about which is shiny new year which is not good and then there is the team up with frosty yeah i again i pretty much don't I pretend those don't exist. I, I love this, the first one so much that I just basically ignore the rest. Although, uh, Frank and Bass, uh, sorry, rank Frank and Bass, rank and Bass. <laughs> <laughs> that's his bro. That's the brother. That's the no, other brother. Of, right. I, this is a shout out to Christy Petrillo. Um, I'm thinking of Franklin and Bash, the awful, uh, <laughs> show with Mark Paul Gossler, um, which I'm sure he watched. Wow. Every episode of. Yeah. Uh, the the Rankin Bass they actually had a ton of animated TV uh, specials stop motion animation, mm-hmm. which uh, many of them I also adore. No, I, Rudolph to me is like the gold standard. Like I love Rudolph, but they had uh, they had several like really good ones. They had Little Jumper Boy. Um, the two that I would actually rank as like almost up there with Rudolph that I really love it's uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Okay. 
And then they also had A Year Without Santa Claus. Uh, I think Santa Claus is Coming to Town is the one with uh, that. Actually, yeah. I think the one is with the Burgermeister <laughs> Meister Burger. Yeah, that's that. You, you're about to reverse it. They also did like The Adventures of Santa Claus where like hmm. he gets raised by like the fairy people and like the um, what were they called? Aguas, which were like troll people. Yeah, were uh, messing with him, and then you had like the big battle between the the Aguas and like the fairy people. That yeah. one was cool. Yeah, year without. Uh, sorry, um, Santa Claus is coming to town was when it was young Santa when he's like a ginger, basically. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> young redheaded Santa. Um, that was a uh, 1974 production, I believe, and that's with the Burgermeister Meister Burger. Um, a Year Without Santa Claus was actually earlier. It was, I, I think, or maybe that was done. Maybe that was the one that was 1974. Uh, I think Year Without Santa Claus was earlier. It was 1970, I believe. Um, and then Year Without Santa Claus was when he was actually older. He was actually like, you know, gray headed. Santa Claus with the white beard. Um, and that had the snow miser heat miser uh, rivalry. Boom, 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 boom. I just boom, watched boom, that boom, too. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, did you? Boom, yeah, I, I actually, I need to watch all of these shows because I love them dearly. We, we uh, watched that last night. My wife and I were like, you know what I learned from this movie this time watching it is Mrs. Claus should not be allowed out of the house because she just fucks <laughs> everything up. <laughs> Wow. It's all her fault. Like, that whole movie is entirely her fault. Yeah. You know, this is, uh, this is an aside, but stop motion animation in this day of uh, everything CGI. Um, it's kind of a lost art, but I actually really loved it back in the day. I, I want to take a... I wanna, while we're talking about their stop motion, I want to just take a brief um, aside and say I have a very soft spot in my heart every Halloween for Mad Monster Party. Ah, that's a great movie. Did they do the one... Remember, it was the one where it was... This was Claymation, though. It had, like, the two dinosaurs hosting, like... Yes, the, the Claymation Christmas special. Yeah, we watched that just the other night because the camels in it are some of my dad's favorite things in the world. Mm. That's the um, when they do uh, We Three Kings, except yeah, 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 whenever yeah. you get to the Star of Wonder section, the the camels are doing like this jazzy version of it. Yeah, so. it was kind of like it was um, it was whoever's doing the California Raisins, I think, at the time. <sighs> yeah, they're in it too. They did. That, um, oh yeah, that actually. Off. So that's on my list. Uh, a Clay Nation Christmas celebration uh, aired in 1987 was actually uh, on my list. That that was with the California Raisins. Mm-hmm. And I actually don't feel like they aired that that much. Like it aired initially in 87. I believe I did watch that actually like live back yeah. in the day because I was that for a weird period like the late 80s. Like the California Raisins were like a thing. They do. They get specials all the time. Yeah. Not only that, but they had... Oh my god, I'm actually telling this story on the podcast. <clears throat> I can't remember if it was Burger King. I think it was Burger King. Had a special of the California Raisins like little plastic figure collectible set. Which I have two full sets of now. 
Wow. <laughs> I So I absolutely feel like I did own those toys at one point. Yeah. I, I remember them. I don't remember what they look like, but I do remember them. So we had, uh, yeah, the Claymation Christmas. I absolutely remember that. And it was, um, which one was it? I think the the one I enjoyed the most out of that is when they did their um, their rendition of Joy to the World because it was they didn't like have a have a, a stop motion thing with it. It was more of an animated, but it was like colors and patterns kind of stuff. So it was it was really nice to watch and and just kind of kind of in the way Fantasia works is that you get to watch this stuff that's meant to go along with the music as opposed to like setting a scene with it is it is it nice and reacts relaxing and I enjoyed that quite a bit. I was trying to see who actually played the California Raisins, and I'm not getting anything. Try MDB. Well, Brad, did you have a um, a special that you wanted to wanted to mention? Yes, but I am. I I think. There is a good chance because this one hasn't been on TV in quite a while. No, I think it just made a comeback. But I don't think it's necessarily one of the more popular ones. But I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just heard about that on the radio this morning. So it, it was it came out in the 60s and it used to be a fixture on TV. And I know they played it like when USA used to like marathon everything. Yeah. But it kind of disappeared. Okay. And, um, a lot of people don't remember that one, but I have a soft spot for it. Like, he, it's actually like him playing the part of Scrooge in a play, and then they okay. actually like go through it. But it's a, uh, it has a lot of catchy music to it. It's just a, it's just a fun little. I one of the things with me is I really enjoy like the tale of Scrooge, so. There's about like eight versions of it I watch. So I also like um, Stingiest Man in Town that has like um, Walter Matthau doing the voice of Scrooge. And then it has Tom Bosley as like some little bug. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tom. I'm Tom. Tom Bosley. We're going to be coming back to Christmas Carol stuff. I promise you. <laughs> so. Um... And I. Uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol with uh, Scrooge playing um, Scrooge. Scrooge, obviously. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one's good, too. Um, a couple of others. Well, another one that I do want to put in on this. And when I say Christmas special, I usually, yeah, you, you, you get maybe a, around an hour or so out of them. They go longer than that, and I start calling them a Christmas movie. But <clears throat> um, this was one on Netflix uh couple years ago it is the bill murray christmas special mm, now here's I've seen that yeah here's the fun thing about it bill murray christmas special does not seem like it should work um it is <clears throat> yeah it starts off in this weird place bill murray's supposed to put on a live christmas special on christmas eve but this this is all set up in the in like the first couple minutes set up um but on Christmas Eve they're supposed to uh they're supposed to do this special but there's this blizzard so none of the guests have come in and so Bill is all upset because you know it's it's basically just him and um 
Oh, the guy who was David Letterman's band leader. Oh, um, oh, yeah. crap. I, I know. It. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Paul Schaefer? Like yeah, Paul, Paul Schaefer. Schaefer. Yeah. It's just him and Paul Schaefer doing stuff, and it's it's going horribly, and there's this scene where he kidnaps Chris Rock, uh, which is hysterical, and just, I, I don't want to tell you so much that I ruin it, but there's a scene in this where there's just, it's a group of, you know, run-of-the-mill folks gathered around a piano in the, uh, in the bar at Bemelman's in the uh, Carlisle Hotel in New York singing the fable of new york that is just got this there's so much heart and and so much feeling in it that it it all just it feels it's more than just feels real it it's it's heartwarming and it's genuine and i love it um if if you have netflix you should absolutely watch it so, so there's one I don't remember the name of, and I don't really remember it that well, but I just remember it for one scene. And so they did a Christmas special that was like a crossover with the Muppets and the Sesame Street characters. Okay. And I just remember the Swedish chef trying to kill <laughs> Big Bird and eat him. And Big Bird like turns and like knocks him out with his tail. And that's my only recollection of that. I don't that, recall uh, this. The Swedish Chef is one of my favorite Muppets. He he's one of mine too. Yeah. Um, that's in the playlist that uh there's it for me it's not Christmas until I have played when I was growing up my family had a vinyl copy of John Denver and the Muppets Christmas together. That's how I know it's ah, Yeah, that's a when that's I, a good one. When I listen to that album, I know the season season has started, and um, the <clears throat> you know to, that's mixed in with this other playlist I have that features um, another Muppets Christmas album. It features some Brad Paisley Christmas music, which is really good because the guy is a guitar shredder the likes of which has few peers and the bare naked ladies christmas album uh which i would say has my favorite rendition of christmas song of the um god rest you merry gentlemen star of wonder they do a sarah mclaughlin so uh yes do a great 12 days of christmas song they do they absolutely do um don't worry, we'll come back to the Muppets. It's coming. Um, do you guys have any other TV specials you wanted to to bring up? Um, the Chipmunks was pretty solid in its day. I haven't seen it in a long time, though. Yeah. Oh God, have you ever listened? You, the old Chipmunk stuff they they would do by having guys sing it very slowly and then they'd increase the speed on it to get the sound right. Have you ever heard? Christmas, Christmas time is here. Played at the original speed. Uh, I think I have actually. It is severely freaky. I, I can't. Christmas, Christmas time is here. Oh, it's... I don't want to hear that. Yeah, yeah. it's really creepy. 